Well, hello there, and welcome to what is going to be an epic episode of Romance at a Glance. I'm your host, Bridget. With me is my co-host, Shawnee. Hi, Shawnee. Hi, Bridget. How you doing, Bridget? So today, to preface this, I want to tell everyone right away that we are talking about Lassiter by J.R. Ward, and we have been asked by some of our loveliest friends from the OG, the OG, we've been friends with them on Instagram, um, and as patrons for multiple years, we love them so much. Um, and they have requested that we talk about Lassiter, which is the newest book in the Black Dagger Brotherhood to come out because we originally did a season in our first year of the podcast where we read reread books one through 10. Yes. And we also have done book 11 separately. Yes. Um, sh- to preface this episode, for those of you who are tuning in maybe and missed a few episodes where we chatted about this, me and Johnny have missed, Johnny has missed all the books between The Chosen and this book. Yep. And I have missed the last, the last three. And I only read one of the Wolf books because I thought the first one was so bad I didn't read the other ones. And I only read the first two of the angel books oh that's too, um, too many yeah okay so so we're coming into this i wanted to preface this by saying like we probably missed some plot points um and i want everyone to know that shawnee right before we started recording <laughs> just <laughs> licked her finger put it up and said i feel a rant coming on from you so i can tell you guys right now i am heated i told shawnee we can't record this at night i'm gonna wake my children up because i have so many thoughts and feelings and so you may have to listen to this at like half speed because i'm gonna talk fast i have thoughts um (laughs) but i'm excited i'm excited to be here with you shawnee i'm excited to be with you all yes i'm excited to be here too i'm excited to talk about this book sometimes when i'm reading a book i think to myself it's me <laughs> like you know, and uh, like in this book, I had to rewind a lot. Thankfully, thanks to our sponsor, Magic Mind, because if I didn't have that, I don't know, I would be rewinding for like three days. We were supposed to put this podcast out days ago, and we haven't because of how much I had to rewind. Okay, yeah. so shout out to Magic Mind for helping me get through this. <laughs> Seriously, Shani was behind. If you. Could- caught our instagram story shawnee was hysterically losing her mind when her magic mind finally came and then she finally finished the book like the day after it finally came because yeah. uh, this book even for me and i read fast and i really struggled i watched an entire five episode miniseries of a spain romantic comedy show on netflix to procrastinate finishing this book I was like, I'm just going to dip into an episode, just clear my mind a little. And then I was like, I'm going to just read this and I don't want to finish this book. And then Shawnee's like, we can't record tomorrow. And I was like, thank God I don't want to finish this book. It's so rare for me in general. I usually like to get to the end of a book. I want to know what happens. Even if I don't like the book, I still want to know what happens. It's really hard for me to DNF because I just need need my curiosity fulfilled. And then, bam, I'm done. Yeah. And... Yeah, I also, I just took a magic mind before this too. So I'm going to be crisp, you guys. I'm going to be crisp. Those nootropics are going to be flowing. Okay, the green tea matcha is flowing. I am hyped. I am ready. I have energy. We're going to win it. Yeah, yeah. What's our our code, Bridget? Tell my code. Oh, I will tell you our code. If you would like to try out Magic Mind, which we highly recommend, you can go to magicmind.com forward slash romance 20. Or when you're on their website, when they ask for their coupon code, you can just use romance 20 and you will get 20% off of your order. And we also obviously will get an affiliate kickback. So thank you so much for that. And honestly, 
I was so skeptical. If you guys missed the last two episodes, we talked about <laughs> Magic Mind. I was so skeptical. I'm a very yeah. skeptical person in general. Very especially skeptical. people are like, it's going to help your brain. I'm like, yeah, 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 whatever. Like, how how helpful can it be? But quite honestly, like, it is shocking how much more stuff I get done in a day because there's no, like, decision fatigue. So usually, like, I'm a mom. I have two young children. They've been home all summer. And so they ask me for so much stuff and interrupt my thoughts so much that like it's hard unless I'm like, go over there, watch a movie, do not speak to me so I can finish this one task. Like usually I like just keep getting interrupted. It's hard to get back into the groove, even though historically I'm very good at staying focused. Uh, It's much harder when your children are little. And since I started it, it's like I can get so much actually done. Like they come, they talk to me. I'm like, cool, send them on their way with an activity or an answer to their question or whatever. Or I like pre-plan out stuff better. So then I'm like, okay, well, they're going to be up. So I'm going to set up some art supplies, get their breakfast ready before they wake up so that then I can go and whatever. My garden is a fucking disaster. So I finally went through and ripped out all the plants, planted my fall garden, like all this stuff. And I did it last night while they were going to sleep at 8 p.m. And I still had energy, which is historically not the case i've been dealing with the five and three-year-old all day i was just banging it out i was like fucking carrying dirt bags sprinkling wildflowers in this new wildflower patch i'm doing it is honestly it is just it is honestly shocking like it's it sounds like i might be on some sort of um illicit material but i'm not it comes in a little bottle. When you get on the subscription, it's cheaper than going to like Starbucks and getting a coffee every day. And it's totally worth it. Less stress. It says do more stress less. And I, I, I mean, Shani calls it her go-go juice, but I cannot recommend it enough. Listen, that it is my honey boo boo go-go juice. The one I think I, I pinpointed <laughs> what it does for me. Like, I mean, besides the fact that my ADHD she just literally goes in the right direction. Um, I switch between tasks easily. So like I yeah. always have, have that thing where if I switch tasks, I, there's like a whole downtime. Like, uh, and yeah. I, I've done that. I've gone through the whole day switching between tasks, and then at the end of the day, being like, "Oh shit, I'm super, I'm super productive." Listen, I would sling my ass in the streets for for this go-go juice. I'm not gonna lie to you, okay? <laughs> they, they want me to talk about it. Till cows, cows come home, uh, okay? Just listen, okay? Ship it faster. That's all. That's my only. That's my only. That's the only thing I would say. Magic okay. mind, ship it faster, okay? I'm not about this this yeah. long wait. But I think it's because they're actually doing so well that they're like backwards. Yeah, I think it is. I think they're growing. I also think once you're on the subscription, it'll be better because it's like like the first time you order it, it takes a while. But once you're on the subscription, then it comes faster because obviously they've like pre-planned out when they're going to ship you your next batch. That's that's so, actually the, like the terrifying part for me because I'm like, because it took, because they were on backwarded before, I was like, if I want subscription, how do I make sure the next box makes it to me on time before I run out of the box before it? Because I, you I emailed our girl A. That's what you did in the I middle did. of the night. <laughs> you sent her a crazy email. You guys, if you missed the last episode, it is 100% worth going back just to listen to our intro because I read the email that Shawnee wrote to our contact at Magic Mind. And it is the funniest thing that I have ever read. It's, it's, classic definitely check it out <laughs> listen okay so let's let's get into this book because i when i already know you have a shit ton to say i have i have something to say but i know it's nothing compared to what you have to say because i saw your notes <laughs> not your notes but your little yeah. 
bookmarkers dude i okay so i read this on kindle and let me just my notes you want to get into it okay fine okay i'm done let's get it popping let's get it popping romance at a glance Uh romance at a glance romance at a glance go ahead girl All right, everyone. So you heard that we are reading Lassiter, which is the Black Dagger Brotherhood book number 21 by J.R. Ward. Um, wait, there's a 22nd book? Did another book already come out since we last read this? Hold, please. Hold, please. In real time, guys. This is me not doing my research and Googling in real time. And I'm like, who's the next book about? Did they even tease another book in this book? Let me tell you how uninterested I am in another book. <laughs> I am too. I'm just like, now I'm curious. What is, who did they even teach, Shawnee? Could you even figure it out from having read the book? Normally it's very obvious who will be the next book. I couldn't even figure out who was the love interest in this book. I barely, I barely knew it was them. Okay. I can't figure it out. Okay. It's, it's not worth it. I was like, why okay, are we so, not talking about this, the couple so much more in this book? I don't know. I had so many feelings. That was literally my main complaint is this is not a romance novel. So a romance novel, let me just yeah. tell the people who know, cause y'all are listening tell to me. So you know, them. but I'm going to tell you anyways, it should be about two people who fall in love and then they end up together at the end, happily ever after. That's a romance novel. Okay. doesn't matter how they meet. doesn't matter which tropes you're using. doesn't matter whether there's two MCs or five MCs. They meet, they fall in love at some point. And they have a happily ever after. Whatever happens in between, there might be a lot of angst, a little angst. There might be a lot of bloodletting, a little bloodletting. It might be modern. It might be historical. We don't care as long as they end up happy together. Yeah. But the main part of the story should be about the couple. Yeah. They had like five chapters in the whole book. This book was yeah. long as fuck. They had like five chapters in the whole book that were about the couple. Everything else wasn't about them. There were so, I mean, J.R. Ward always has a ton of subplots, but there were so many subplots that it was absurd. Bridget, I I did not know what the hell was going on. For the first, like, five fucking chapters of the book, I was like, what now? Let me rewind this shit. What now? Like, it kept happening over and over. And I, I remember like like one day in, I messaged you and was like, Bridget, there's no way we're going to be able to record this by our deadline. There's like no way. Okay. And I was determined to get through it. But boy, like, ooh, ooh, it was like walking through quicksand. I, like, And also like the thing that gets me through the book is those really romantic moments. They're almost like, yes. step, like stepping stones, right? Through all the bullshit, like you're like, okay, fine. Here's some relationship building, you know, bloop, and, then, and then like the lovey moments, and then here's a little bit more shit, and then the lovey moments. And right. I, I just did not get my stones were so weirdly spaced that I was like, Dude. I, oh, and who the fuck cares about Lash? Why no one it? cares. I didn't care about Lash <laughs> when he was a goddamn young kid in the thing and he got murdered the first time. I didn't care about him when he came back as the son of the Omega. I didn't care about him when he died the second time. I didn't care about him at all for one moment through this entire season. Aside from that, 
he was a good foil for John Blay and Quinn as teenagers, but as they were like coming of age and going through transition, he was a very good foil for them being like wealthy and handsome and cruel, excellent foil. And aside from that, I didn't care. I I thought him coming back as the son of the Omega. I was like, okay, cool. Fine. Like that. That's fine. I'm fine with it. I did not care, did not want him back. And also, I think adding Davina into this book was a horrible mistake. Ugh. Ugh. Because I if you don't like that series of books and and I didn't and you don't finish that series of books, like the last thing I remember from reading in those books was that Davina was fucking um Eddie or is his name Eddie? they had like a whole relationship thing where they were fucking and it was like dirty and it was hot because it was like it was like that kind of fucking in a book where he doesn't want to be there because he hates her so he's like hate fucking her all the time and she's egging him on so it's like got a lot of dirty talk and it's like very sexual and just like nasty and wonderful in that way but I just thought it was a mistake to add the two worlds together because if you haven't read those, then you're like, what the fuck is, who is she? How, where does she stand? How does everyone know her? Um, I thought again, it took away from the main romance, which was a problem. I also thought though, like weirdly she had the best sex scenes with Lash and it, that should not be the case. Like you shouldn't have like a subplot with the two evil characters and they have like the only good sex in the whole book. Like when they're getting, when they're shopping for shirts and she's like, what are you going to do? Like lean me over and he takes the knife and he like slits the back of her, her tights to fuck her against the, And I was like, yeah, this is what we want. Yeah. Like wrong person. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like wrong couple, um, wrong couple, wrong time. And so, so that really bothered me. I also thought the Wrath storyline was trash with his oh dog. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh, he's gonna oh die if god. his dog dies. I was like, you know what? I know some people, and you guys out there are probably gonna hate me for saying this. It is just a dog, and he is an immortal, or as close to immortal as we are gonna get. He already knew his dog was not gonna last a lifetime for him. It was only going to last 10 of the hundreds of years he will live. So it made absolutely no sense that he was so feral over this dog that he was like willing to let this lady like risk her fucking magic juju powers on it. And then he stupidly leaves the mansion by himself to save Fritz. No, we've, we've gone over this in past books, Shawnee. We have had whole books where him and Beth have had conversations about how he's blind. He can't be in the field anymore. He has to delegate. He has to lead the race of people because he's too important. Mm-hmm. And he came to terms with it. And then what he forgot it because his butler, look, I love Fritz. Fritz is the heart of the series. I think he's wonderful. If he had his own romance, I'd read the shit out of it. He's not worth wrath risking his life. That was insane. We have modern technology. He could have called somebody. You know what I'm saying? That and, rat- yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, girl. No, no, just interrupt me because I can't. <laughs> I can't. The wrath storyline was so dumb. And I know we're gonna skip to the end of the book right now, but the solution to that is so dumb. We are, we are. But like, listen. So <laughs> the thing with wrath and at the at the end, okay. Um, a couple things happen that are literally like my biggest pet peeves in the entire fucking world right yeah which is like 
one of which is this didn't quite happen but like a dream sequence like it was all a dream right like that that's one of my biggest pet peeves then when people die and come back from the dead don't play with my fucking emotions if you're gonna blow up wrath if you're gonna blow this fool up okay he gone he gone <laughs> i want him gone the book is actually way more interesting to me if wrath dies because then agreed that's his queen yes she and she can has, grow. She has somewhere to 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 go with the storm, yes. right? And how it's yes. changing. So, like yes. when Wrath died, I was like, no. But also, this is necessary because these books are getting lamer and lamer and lamer. Yes. Okay. Yes. There's and, no. And- there's no. Wellesley is the only one who has died of the main group. A death that is final. Yeah. Everyone else has been saved either by the scribe version or magic of some kind. I mean, Jane's a ghost. There's like a Jane's ghost. Jane's a ghost. Ghost. I mean, they like fit everyone back in, which is fine. Like, I don't want to no. lose some of those people either. It's but so it gives no stakes to anything. Like, you're fighting the lessening society. And I'm like, well, no one's going to die because Manny and Jane are going to come with the ambulance. They're yeah. going to save whoever it is. Yeah. Or they're gonna, someone's going to link their soul to someone and bring them back from the gates of whatever. Yeah. And so if Wrath died, I agree with you, it'd be like a reboot. And also, like, then you get to watch, like, her be a queen and, like, step in and basically be, like, a regency monarch for her son. Yeah. Like, you get to watch her son come of age, where Wrath came of age being the king but being alone. He's yes. coming of age he's coming of age without his dad, but he's surrounded by love and a mom who's strong and the brotherhood who well, takes also- care of him. Like, like, okay, so let me name my other pet peeve and then I'm going to go back to Please. the whole Raven storyline. My other pet peeve okay. is when a character in a book has a disability and then it magically gets fixed, even for even for an instance. So, oh for instance, God. Wrath has been blind since book yes. one, okay? Yes. And, I, and I love that. I love a character yes. in a book that has an issue that they, that they are, are dealing with in the books because that's real fucking life, okay? This fool is blind. So... In the story, when he goes to whatever that in-between land is, I don't know where he was, all of a sudden he gets his sight back and, and he sees his son. His son comes, he sees his son and he gets to like like seal that image in his mind of his son forever before he loses his sight again. And I just don't like that. I just don't like that. No. He should have touched his face yes. like a blind person would have and like mapped it out. I don't know. Also, like, like I just... I know you know I don't also, like magic disabilities like and going going 100%. away. <laughs> no, and speaking of magic disabilities going away, both of the main MCs had been raped. Sorry, I should have trigger warning the beginning. Let me trigger warning this entire episode with both characters have been raped in the past. Um Lassiter by Davina, which was in a previous book, and what is her name? Raven? Raven. Raven in uh like hundreds of years ago in like her childhood um or not childhood i shouldn't say childhood because she was of age but it was hundreds of years ago and uh so they are dealing with that and he's dealing with like the shame and he's he was a they were both virgins so they're both dealing with like the shame of someone else taking their body and she was like very severely abused when it happened so she was also like bleeding and cut up and then she avenged herself and killed the dude who did it in like a horrible way and like choked him on his own balls and stuff which was dope and then he it was Davina with him and he was saving one of the brothers from having her Balthazar is Balthazar a brother I don't even know who that dude is we missed that book and he was saving one of them (laughs) from having to do it because he had already found his mate and so he was willing to like sacrifice his own body but he feels a lot of shame about it and blah 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 
they each magical pussy each other because it only takes one sexual encounter for them to never speak again about the fact that they both had been raped and were worried. He makes one mention of, oh, but it's her on top of me, so I'm okay. And she makes, she doesn't even care. She doesn't give a fuck. She's like, bring it into my vestibule or whatever. She calls some very weird thing. I was like, that is not hot, but you're from the 1800s. So I guess weird. This is wild to me. Okay. Because like, okay, again, trigger warning. I'm going to talk about my own situation. Right. So I've dealt with sexual trauma since from childhood. And one of the things that I actively continually have to do on a daily and weekly basis is inform my partner as to what has shifted with me sexually. Like for instance, there was like a couple months ago where no matter what, he could not be on top. He could not like loom over me. It it would freak me out. Like, you know, and it, and I did not know that was going to happen because he's been over me many, many times. Right. And then it just so happens that one day he was over me. My body hit panic mode 10,000. And I was like, no, 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 no. When that, when you go through that, you are constantly having to um, like, yes, you might find something that works for you for a long time, but then something happens and you can no longer do the same thing you did. So we are constantly having conversations, like maybe not constantly anymore, but like regularly um, about things that shift on a, on a day-to-day basis. And also before an encounter, when we know what's going to happen, I might say, Oh, I'm going to be a little bit more sensitive about this type of thing. Right. So like, that's why it bothers me so much when you get the magical pussy. hundred percent. And I'm sure you have things that are just like hard. No, you can't grab my hair or breathe on my ear or whatever. Grab my wrist in a certain way. Cause that will immediately flare panic. And so for both of them to have not one single, like, Oh, but the dude who raped me, like, I don't know, choked me. Please don't do that. Like there has to be some sort of, if you're going to do a magical pussy, at least have a, a boundary of like, I know it's you and still this trauma is real in my body. And so please don't flip me over onto my stomach because yeah, that like, will immediately scare me because I won't if, be able to see you. I don't care what it is. Find one something thing, like, like for, for me, for me, wild. I have two things, which is that you can't cold touch my stomach. And which means like, you have to like, you know, like go around first before you can touch my stomach. And that's because I had a fibroid. And people used to think it was funny to tickle me and it would like hurt aggressively. So like anytime someone comes near my stomach, my body flinches automatically and you can't, you can't incapacitate my legs. That's from childhood. I don't even know what that, that is from, but you cannot like sit and pin my legs in a way in which I can't move one of them. Right. That that put something like, like that. Right. And then it allows you to show the other person being considerate of yes. these things, which is normal, which I think yes. is very normal, you know? Yes. Um, so yes, I 100% agree with you. It drives me a little crazy, like the the way they put this kind of stuff, stuff in the yeah. books. But also on a totally different note, Bridget, okay? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take us back to when, yes. Rath, di- when Rath died. So yeah. uh, uh, Raven, okay, so when Rath died, there was some weird plan in the background. Raven comes into... Um, whatever the the main chamber room where all the where the mm-hmm. uh, Bess is and all the True. brothers are mm-hmm. and she shifts into wrath 
right? She changes oh, in the throne room. Yeah, mm-hmm. in the throne room. She shifts into wrath, so she basically changes her whole appearance appearance to be wrath, so that nobody knows that wrath has died, and they can protect, like, um, you know, protect themselves at that point. I thought that was a cool, a really cool thing, right? Um, but with wrath coming back, it annoyed me because I would have loved to see how it played out to have Raven constantly be pe- playing wrath for like years <laughs> okay. i know they fast forwarded 30 years into the future so now we jr is now an adult like hunter like beth has been a widow for 30 years yeah. like her and lassiter have been together for 30 years like it is nala, such a long jump yeah. nala is a grown-up now she's the next book by the way she's 22 i yeah i just read that oh. i um Okay, yes, I agree with that. I also am like, okay, if she had this shape-shifting power, which that's never been anyone's power, so what the fuck is she? They never talk about why she can, like, jump through time and save people and all this stuff, which is very annoying. And if she could do that, why wouldn't she shape-shift into Davina or into Lash to trap the other person? See, this is the problem, okay, right here. This is the problem when uh, magic is just, like, free-flowing, right? And this is why I always sure. uh, this is why I always argue for alchemy, so that there always has to be a cost for whatever is happening. Because then sure. you're like, well, well, why didn't you just do this? Well, well you could have just done that. Right. Like, why? Yeah. You know, you could have saved everybody's lives by taking maybe sure. one shift you know um yeah. and so i was like hate- they, she did add a cost for pain why pain didn't heal and it was heal them and it was because like the last time she healed it like knocked her out for two months and they need her as a fighter and i was like okay cool yeah. that's good that's good good reason like good it. reason yeah there should always be a cost um that that i i firmly agree also i'm pretty sure like i don't think you know i don't think jr <laughs> I don't know. So let me tell you, after I read The Chosen, which I half read it because I stopped because I was so infuriated by that goddamn yeah. book. And I wish I had to stop for this book as well. It has made me lose like every bit of love for this entire series. The, the entire from book one to, to now. Because when we reread it already, books one through ten, I already was like, yeah. ooh, this book half and half. is half were yeah. great, half were not great. Yeah. So I was already like, wow, I thought this was better in my mind, but I was young. I was just young and I didn't, and I didn't read them back to back to back. So I didn't recognize the discrepancies or the weirdness or whatever. So now that I'm older and I've read a lot more books and I, and I'm rereading it, I'm just like, I'm like, wow, this book is not as cohesive as I thought. Also not as sexy as I thought, not as kinky as I thought, not as whatever as I thought initially. So like after reading this book, I literally do not want to read another book. We're not reading anymore. We're done forever. (laughs) Um, I want to throw a couple of things at you that you just said for one is I thought this book would be sexier because Lassiter is like the jokester. So I was expecting like an epic flirting, like let's cut up and watch Golden Girls together. Like I was expecting his partner to either be like a grounding influence for him or them to just be mayhem together. Just like constantly joking, riffing, just like flirting and fucking all over the house and just disappearing because he's an angel. So you could disappear. So them disappearing and like spooking people and just playing pranks on people and having like a great time. Like I was expecting this to be like the sort of the lightest hearted romance within the seriousness of the world. 
Yeah. And we didn't get any flirting. We didn't like La- Lassiter was like a completely different person in this book compared to all the other books. But which that's I what happens. That's what happens in every book. If you go back and kind of look at every single story, the the we always look forward to seeing someone in their book. And then like I'm Vicious was like really the first one that really stuck out to me, right? Because right. with Vicious, we were we were promised some kinky ass shit when we got to that book. Yeah. And then it was one of the tamest books ever. They literally yeah. sh- showed a peek into a playroom. And that sure. was the extent of the kink that we I got. Know. Okay, then I his know. then his girl was a ghost, and they didn't even do some kinky ghost shit. So, like, I feel like every time we get to somebody's book, the hype yeah. never never reaches like what what yeah. was promised. Um, and so, like with Lassiter, it, it a little bit reminds me of in um, Cressy Cole's like the the Immortals After Dark. There is a character that you have to wait forever to get to his book. Um, his name is Lasser, Lasser, And they play like the same character, right? They're chaos. They're a wild card. They are mm-hmm. like, and so you can't wait to get to their book because you're like, what kind of sex does someone like that have? And also like, right. I really like when, um, I don't know how to explain it, but okay. So in these books, I always feel like you have these flawed characters, but when it comes to their book, there's more of an emphasis on them becoming good, right? Like good, part of the brotherhood and being good. And mm. I want them to be pure anarchy. Like I wanted Lassiter to be anarchy. Um, I want him, yes, he's fighting for the brotherhood, but he doesn't do exactly what they want him to do and in, he, in the sure. way that they want it or anything else, you know what I mean? Um, Davina feels like a better match for him in like in personality than mm-hmm. Raven does at all. So that was mm-hmm. weird. Um, and like that, what you're saying about the lightheartedness about that, like I feel like the brotherhood accept, should accept him as the anarchy that he is knowing full well that he does have a moral, like I always tell people, I have moral guidelines that I run my life by. They're not yours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're not right. yours. They're mine. I do have like a bylaws in which my body operates. Yeah. And I feel like he should, he has a bylaws and the brotherhood trusts that at least in his bylaws, he's not going to fuck them over, but they don't absolutely know what he's going to do, how he's going to do it and what's going to be caused out of it. Um, I wanted that more from Lassiter and I really wish like Raven or whatever character he was paired with was going to be more like a, maybe like Joker Harlequin. Uh, yeah. Feeling, hell yeah. Feeling. That would be awesome. I really didn't like also that they, so they had been having this destroyer prophecy that Butch was going to fulfill for literally like 16, 17, 18 books. And then he finally fulfills the prophecy, kills the Omega. Yep. And now we're just like, the Omega's back. His son's back. They're creating Lester's again. The war has restarted. And I was like, that's lame. We couldn't find something else. There couldn't be another kind of evil. There couldn't be something else. You know what I mean? Like, like, whatever Lassiter is like brings in demons because like, why can't we bring in demons now? She's a demon. Why are we fighting Lassiter's again? Why aren't we fighting demons now? Like, because, because Lassiter saved whomever. And so the creator had to balance the scales because the Omega is gone. And now Davina has like a little demon army, whatever it does. I mean, I don't think it should have been Davina, but one of my favorite things, I think was it was, a, I think they, the, the fucking Lessers are back and I fucking hate Lessers. And I was annoyed they're back is the moral of the story. Cause if you guys listen to episodes one through 10, literally it's me being like, and then there was a lesser part. We don't care about Lessers. <laughs> we don't care about Lessers. <laughs> Still don't care about Lessers. Like, I don't care. I don't care. I don't bro, care about bro, them at all. 
if you took out every lesser part of the book and just said like bad guys trying to trying to destroy brotherhood it would it would work just fine like nothing also i don't i don't need to know their plans because i yeah. get to see the brotherhood foiling their plan so like i don't want to read about their plans i want to be on the brotherhood side as the brotherhood is discovering it because if you yeah. tell me in the pov of evil what they're gonna do then the next chapters where the brotherhood is either finding it out or too dumb to find it out i'm like y'all are so dumb this is clearly what they're doing See? how do i know it because you told me already now you know why i hate dual pov romances for that exact purpose right because it, it has to have a good author who's not regurgitating the same information i agree with that but shawnee no, can i go back to one feel- thing you said quickly about yes, the king yes, yes. and it go being promised yes. so i told you that i'd be ready to read uh at 11 i was like yeah i'll be up there in a second and then i started reading this really spicy sex scene in the book that i was reading which is called is that why you was like 30 minutes i was like yes it is shawnee Yes, it is, Shani. It was multiple chapters. Um, it involved a sauna, an NHL hockey player, a buxom, beautiful lady who's 10 years older than him, who's a high-powered corporate lawyer. It involved two butt plugs and two uh, little buzzer, you know, each controlling each yeah. other's orgasms. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then I had to – so it was promised yeah. that there would be sex toys. Then it was fulfilled which is exactly what you want. If you promise yes. me something, fulfill it yes. in a very sexy way, a very spicy way. Excellently yes. done. And then I was like, well, I have to have my own quick orgasm before I talk to Shani. <laughs> so like, my mind will be there instead of being, <laughs> instead of the, the slate being wiped clean. Oh, I, mad at it. I ain't mad at that at all, Bridget. You know what? I'm gonna get some frustration now too. Let's go to a break. Dear Romance Besties, if you want to support the show, head over to patreon.com forward slash romance at a glance to check out our awesome perks, including stickers, watching movies with us, and you can even be on the show. Can't be a patron? You can still support the show by purchasing books or things we recommend through our affiliate links on our show notes and our dope ass website. Thanks for the commish. Or you can leave a review for the show on Apple Podcasts. Screenshot your review, send it to us on Instagram, and we'll send you some stickers. Now, Bridge, let's get back to the ratings. Yes. The other thing I had a problem with is that he's demanding, Lassiter is demanding that Raven be honest with him about her past. Like, just tell me what happened. Tell me all this stuff. And she's like super honest. She tells him, I have to tell you that like I was raped. And if you want nothing to do with me, you know, that, and also I avenged myself. I have no regrets. I murdered that fool. I stuffed his balls in his mouth. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I will not hesitate to do as need be. Like I am not a damsel in distress. I'm a fierce ass lady. And, and then he's like, okay, yeah, this is great. And then they have sex and he does not tell her about Davina. So she has just unburdened herself. This is obviously the opportunity for him to do it as well. And he just keeps on lying to her. And he also doesn't tell her about the prophecy and he doesn't tell her and like his excuse for like, oh, well, now I feel like I can have you even though I'm unworthy because it's for a higher purpose. And it's like, I don't want that. I want you to want me, bro. I don't want you to like want to fulfill some destiny thing. Like that's fucking stupid. Yeah. And I feel like after she just told him that she avenged her own rape and her brother's own death and is a bad bitch, like to not be like, hey, 
A, let me tell you my own story and not lie about it. And B, like we're the same. We can help each other, you know, whatever. And then also to not say like, look, you're obviously fierce. So I'm not going to try to protect you. Like he's like, oh, I'm going to protect her from this information. Why? She just told you she's a straight up killer. Yeah. She fucking marked a lesser in the alley. This isn't, she's fine. She's totally fine. Like if I was her, I'd be like, nah, bitch, like scrub my name off your back. Like that's some bull honky. You're going to need to earn my trust back. (laughs) She forgives him so fucking easily. The grovel is not groveling. I don't know. And then one more thing I want to say about the fact that she changes into wrath, which was so dumb because it had never been discussed and it just came out of fucking nowhere and hadn't, there's no rules about it. So we like, don't understand how it fits. I think which would have made more sense is a him to be just dead forever. And for Beth to come in, fucking sweep in, in her gown, having like cried her eyes out, wiped gears and walked in with JW on her hip or LW or whatever his name is. And be like, this is what we're going to do. We're going to reinstate the monarchy. I'm going to be queen regent. We're going to still rule. Fuck all these like royal families. Like we don't, you know, like wrath obviously is a, you know, whatever, a blow to the thing, but my son will inherit and he will rule and he will come of age and whatever. We just need to get through the next 15 years or 20 years or however long until he goes through his transition. And then he will take over as King and we will decide from there, but we are not going to like lose all that we fought for. I wanted her to come in and be like, all right, I've stepped back and let Rath do his King thing, but it's time for mom to step in and take care of business. That's what I wanted. And we didn't get that. We got like someone, I mean, they're kind of, I'm sure they're ruling together, but then we don't even get to see that because they fast forward 30 years. So even if they flash back, like we missed out on all of Beth being a badass, Raven being a badass time. Like we went straight forward in time. And then the other thing I didn't like about the jump forward in time, Johnny, is that she's taught, Beth is talking to Nala and Nala's like, my dad's never going to let me date. No one will ever date me because they're scared of my dad. And I'm like, well, yeah, your dad's scary. I mean, there's no getting around that. And you don't want to date anyone who's so scared of your, he's going to be your dad forever. So if they're too scared to date you, they're certainly not going to fucking marry you. You know what I'm saying? And and then Beth is like, oh, yeah, in 30 years, we've changed all of our verbiage from mating to marrying. And I was like, 30 years? These people have been saying mating instead of marrying for 5,000 years. Like, why would they change it in 30 years? It doesn't make any sense. Well, it also doesn't make any sense and, because I don't, I don't like the assimilation either. Like, And I'm like, like is not, I don't either. And is Nala going to be like, unless she's fucking LW, which would be fucking weird, but also like childhood lovers to like friends to lovers. Because they're not related. So she, it says, and it actually doesn't say who it is. It just says Nala is going to fall in love with the Black Dagger Brotherhood's fiercest fighter. I don't know who that is. Oh, so maybe it will be LW. I guess so, because it ain't her daddy. <laughs> it's not it that kind her of daddy. Book. Not that kind of book. <laughs> I mean, a friend's lovers would be nice. I, I was, so here's why I was cautiously optimistic about this book, Shani. And so cautious. So, so cautious. cautious. I thought I would get a nice, solid three stars. That's what I thought. I thought there'd be whole sections of the book that I didn't care about because they always have like the lessers and stuff. So I was like, well, there's gonna be sections of the book I don't care about. There's gonna be subplots I don't care that much about. But we'll get to revisit. John Matthew and Zex weren't even in this book. No. And they and Quinn, not even in this book. Like so many characters weren't even in this book. Yeah. And so I didn't even get that like nostalgia feel. And here's why I was cautiously optimistic. Okay. 
I'm going to read you some numbers. Are you ready for some numbers, my friend? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. On Amazon.com, this book has a 4.7 stars from 3,700 reviews. Lie. Lies. 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 On Goodreads, it has a 4.3, 5,400 reviews. So I was like, they're always elevated reviews, but I was like, okay, if they're giving it a 4.7, that means it's probably really a 3.7 at least. But I was like, okay, maybe I'll get a solid three-star book. That's what I thought. Yeah. If it's a 4.3 on Goodreads, I was like, that's kind of low for Goodreads for an established author like this. I was like, so maybe I will get my three-star book. And I did not. I did not get a three-star book. And I... I'm curious to know. I'm curious to know what you rated this book. As a romance, a one. I would have DNF'd this book. I would have DNF'd this As book. a romance, a one. Because it was hard to even tell. Like, who who am I supposed to care about? Yeah. Lasseter was completely different. I, I thought for describing her as such a badass in terms of, like, her abilities, she was a wallflower and not in, like, a good way. And I didn't like that she... Like there were so many opportunities for her because she time jumped for him to like, he loves the modern world. He absolutely loves pop culture and all the other books. He loves TV. He loves candy. He loves like shit talking and all this stuff. There was such an opportunity for him to like, be like, oh, you don't know about junior mints? Oh, well, come over to my couch. You don't know about golden girls. And for like everyone to constantly, maybe they're friends at first and everyone to constantly see him showing her what, like modern life is about yeah and them sort of slowly maybe he's like yearning for her the whole time but like they're slowly growing together there was such an opportunity for that and it was missed and i did not like it i thought the sex was not great i thought it obviously we had like magic pussy on both sides magic d and their resolution was not good because he lied to her and he didn't tell her important information which i hate and it was like information that's like him trying to protect her even though she already said don't protect me i'm a badass yeah and so i thought their whole mating was like a lie because he didn't tell her any of it before the mating which i was like that's even worse he like married her on false pretenses <laughs> and then i absolutely did thought like lester's coming back was stupid the davina thing i was like i don't give a fuck about her let's wipe her off the face of this series um the rat stuff i thought was dumb I, I like, I would, I mean, this is a straight DNF, like all plot lines. I mean, maybe I could see two star. No, it's one star. It's one star. Yeah. So one star, cause we don't have any less than that. Um, no, we don't do that- zero. <laughs> we don't do zero. So it's a one. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like a zero is a DNF. Right. And for me, DNF, this is, yeah. this I think is it's a zero. D- this is a DNF. Yeah. I could not hardly get past chapter two. Yeah. I mean, when I was telling you I was Riddle. rewinding, I hadn't even passed chapter five. So... <sighs> Like it took me an entire day to get to chapter five. Um, so wait, yeah. you know why it did, Shawnee? You want to hear something really funny? This is my first note I made of the book, page ten. Okay, this is inside of Lasseter's uh, POV in his mind. Three years ago, he had been sent by the creator to rescue Black Dagger Brotherhood Torment, son of harm, from grief. Which means that all. 21 of these books have taken place in three years. What? Except for, that's not true, because Wrath's book, was Wellesley alive? Wellesley was alive during Wrath's book, so yeah. all 
20 or 19 or 20 of these books have taken place in three years or three, maybe let's say, let's say cautiously four years. Uh, I know you make no goddamn sense. <laughs> it makes legitimately no sense because explain to me how LW is alive. She had to have a pregnancy. He's not six months old. He's like a toddler, I think. And she had to gestate him and she had to like, and they didn't have the baby right away. They had a whole series of books before they had their second book together where he's talking about wanting to have a baby. And she's like, I don't want to have a baby yet. Yeah. Or she wants a baby and he doesn't want to have a baby. Excuse me. Reversal. Um, And that was like after torment had already found love. And that book took an entire year, which means that it is legitimately impossible for these books to have taken three years. If it took torment a whole year to heal and then she got pregnant or maybe, I don't know, that book kind of overlaps the other ones. It makes no sense. Like, why wouldn't you just say it took 10 years? Why wouldn't you just say, oh, 15 years ago I came. Why would you say three years? That's wild. That is wild information, Shawnee. That was my first note. Yeah. And then I found out he was a virgin and I was like, which is fine. I mean, sure. I've read books where there's sexy virgin stuff, but I was like, he's a virgin who's not supposed to have sex because he's an angel. And I was like, well, how are we going to get around this? And then because I hadn't read the last book in the next sentence, it's like, oh, and he had given his body to someone else. And I was like, oh, okay, great. That seems like he's going to be having a fun time from that. Right. Um, yeah. Anyways. I don't know. Shawnee, yeah, we no got to wrap this up. We got to wrap this no up. No stars. The answer is no stars. <laughs> Very, I don't even want to rate them both. Because before this book, I would say last year was a five. He was funny. He was charming. He was hot. He loved TV and candy. And I love TV and candy, Shawnee. And he didn't, he kept being good despite not wanting to help. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he also, kept doing good stuff. And uh, he was just like weird and just got under everyone's skin. Yeah. And in this book, he was once around. Yeah, but, but this brings up a point before we end. So the series, the whole Black Dagger Brotherhood is starting to be a series, right? And mm-hmm. I know we've talked about being cautiously, um, I don't know even what we're cautious about, um, but it's just like <laughs> not being good. <laughs> right? like, yes. I, don't, I don't have high hopes. In fact, I'm keeping my no. hopes so deep, deep, deep in the dumps so that no matter yes. what happens i'll be like okay okay um but after reading this book and after kind of retroactively going back in my head there's some stuff that yeah. happens in this book that only works on the pages of a book right when you actively yeah. turn it into a visual for other people to consume oh my god Are you about passion flicks? yes it will be cheesy it will be weird. It will be awkward. It will be, it's kind of like um, Fifty Shades of Grey, right? Where when you read the book, you could imagine it happening the way you wanted to. But in real life, and you're watching them just stare at each other, you're making sexy eyes. <laughs> you're yeah. just like, well, this is like, just not, not, yeah. it's not yeah. quite, you know. And in your mind, they can deliver the line. And in the book, yes. you're in the show, you're like, well, why didn't you let the actor just say it in words that were close to that, that felt natural coming out of their mouth? Yeah. And also, Jamie Dornan should have talked in his Irish accent. And that movie would have been a hundred times hotter. hundred times hotter. Because he could have called her love and he could have like just broke her love. into fucking submission with a twinkle in his eye. And it and would have kid, been. I'm going to do that ass. Wait, is that Yeah, Spanish? exactly. Yeah, that's Scottish. You can. You can what I'm going to do to that <laughs> last lassie. <laughs> <lassie. laughs> 
<laughs> oh my god i'm gonna leave you with this final thought johnny before we end for the day which right. is this person wrote like this whole diatribe of just everything that we have just like talked about and the final line of it is or the final two lines is three lines there is no coming back from this some of those five-star ratings on other sites have got to be chatbots. Maybe this whole book was chat GDP. <laughs> I was like, that is, that takes the cake. Honestly, I, can, I would believe I wouldn't it. be surprised. I would, I would be believe surprised. it. I'm and like, we she doesn't trolled. like use an editor, I guess. And she, yeah, I mean, Wolf, I am not excited for Passion Flicks. I think their other movies have not been good. And, um, and I don't foresee that they will have the budget to hire actors who are good enough to deliver cheesy lines well. Yeah. Because like I just watched Red, White, and Royal Blue, which we're going to do a watch along. If you guys want to come watch, go to patreon.com forward slash romance at a glance and you can um, watch it like find the link to remind you. And like it, that book has a lot of cheesy like rom-com lines in it. And they used a lot of the lines in the movie like verbatim but the actors were really good. And yeah. so they were able to deliver cheese with a smolder and with fun and with like sexiness. And, and I don't think they'll have the budget to get people who aren't wooden and who aren't just like hot, dumb, not dumb in like an intellectual sense, but like the Brock just like they the look, they look dumb on screen. Cause they just like, don't have that face. That's, that's a lot. That's the same. That's how I felt about three sixty five. I was like, none of these lines are designed to make anybody look good. <laughs> but the actor, the commitment to Nacho, not the commitment oh, to, the, to the small. Nacho's my man, boy. Put that cheese on Nacho's my baby. My put man. that cheese on me. But like, <laughs> okay, like, we're gonna talk about this next week because next week is our first rag on romance. So let's hold that. Let's keep Nacho okay, for okay, rag okay. on romance. Um, we're also gonna let's talk about this. the summer I turned pretty. I'm excited about that, and we'll talk about all the other like books and movies and TV and and just like life things, uh, which will be a really fun. It's our inaugural episode of Rag on Romance. So, Shawnee, let's wrap it up. No more. We all must right, hold yeah, it until then. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Oh, and also happy birthday to Shawnee. Everybody happy say birthday happy birthday to Shawnee. Everybody send her some birthday <laughs> messages. Um, and until next time, may your books be your lover and your hand your best friend. Thanks for hanging in with us, romance readers. Head over to Instagram to continue chatting with us. We're super friendly. We want to cackle with you. We want to know what your favorite sex scene was. And we need more book recommendations. If you want to read along with us, go to our website, romanceataglance.com, to see what we're reading next. And we'll see you next podcast.